0: Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Ohana Packers Edition podcast. The podcast where two dudes from halfway across the world talk everything green and gold. I'm Mike and that's Iowa Joe. Today we're recapping a disappointing but honestly at the same time promising, at least on offense, uh, game for the Green Bay Packers overall. Joe, um, that wasn't the same kind of nut punch as some of the other losses on this season have been for me. How about for you? It was, but it wasn't, I I, I'm kind of
1: like 50, 50 on it because yeah, we saw promising, but we also still saw some of the mistakes that we need to be getting away from, Uh, you know, maybe a little bit better decision-making. I'm talking specifically the offense. We'll go into the whole defense thing here, you know, whatever, but Offensive wise, you know, Jordan really looked like he stepped up and was doing some good things, but still struggled with others. I didn't listen to the Lafleur uh, presser too much. I listened to some of it, but I guess he kind of called out Aaron Jones on his mistake. It's like, uh, settle down there, Matt. I understand he made one goof, but this guy's been your the the essential part of your offense. You, you know, I wouldn't throw him under the bus or anything like that. Uh, but other than that, you know, Watson, I I know that's been a big thing on Twitter right now. But, I, I mean, we got to kind of calm down on him. You know, as, as we've said for the longest time, it's the whole three-year rule. You know, one year you're getting in, you're trying to get used to things. Year two, you're going to kind of slump because you're up to speed. But now you got to get t- into you know, a routine and then year three should be your jump into being a star type player. So but defense, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about it, but I kind of want to get my soapbox up and put this out there. If you're comparing any this goes for any personnel or any coach or anything like that. Anybody comparing Joe Barry to Adolf Hitler, you need to stay the fuck off of social media. That shit's getting ridiculous. It's not even close to being right. You're just being stupid. I I called somebody out on it today. I've seen it a couple different times now over the last few weeks. it's It's not funny. It really isn't. And all, if all you're doing is trying to get people to get pissed off and uproar and go viral over this shit, it's not worth it. Because you're, you're comparing two apples and oranges. One's running a bad defense. The other was a genocidal maniac. So you need to fucking knock it off. Just grow up already. It's not something to be comparing to. So I'm going to take out, you know, move the soapbox now and we we can get back into it. But I just I'm getting
0: sick and tired of seeing that stuff. Just really in terms of anything, like you know, like comparing him to a terrorist or anything like that in any regard, it's you just say he sucks at his job. And like, that's the you know, that's the thing in itself. The joke out of it all is that he has an NFL defensive coordinator job. But, yeah, I don't need to rehash what you and others have said. Um it, yeah, it's just stupid at this point, and it's it's just dirty. So, but we don't condone it. We don't support that at all. But getting back to the Packers themselves, um, yeah, let's talk about the stuff that has us at least a little bit pickle tickled today. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I thought it was a good, you know, I I thought I would probably give Jordan a B plus, maybe fringe A minus if I had to grade his game today um i thought overall his process was pretty good Lafleur kind of did talk about his um his first inter- his first interception more than his second one. the second one um andy herman actually posted the all 22 and i would love to live in that universe where i get my hands on the um <laughs> slightly unscrupulously acquired uh versions of all 22 the day the game happens but uh herman posted already and there's like nowhere he can go. You got one play and um, what, you know, Pittsburgh did the smart thing. They picket line, the, the, um, they picket line, the goal line. And the only other play was really to like, just throw a jump ball at the back, uh, the, basically at the the goal post stand uh, for Musgrave. And I guess you could say that might've been the play, but otherwise, it was um, it was a lot like the situation that the Cowboys were in at the end of their Eagles game last week, where you're either throwing it into a defender or you're throwing it short and like just hoping on hope that someone can run it into the end zone. So right, that that's yeah. the
1: only thing that I saw too. There was no real place to go. The only hope is, is like you said, is maybe throw it short and hope the blockers can get over there to stop that rush that's going to come in to you know swarm on him. But there was nowhere to go with it. Yeah. I, I think he probably would have had a better shot just to bootleg out and try to get it himself. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, no. The, now, the first yeah. one, I will agree. That was probably mainly on him.
0: Now, yeah. Uh, and Lafleur did kind of say, like, I wish he had maybe looked somewhere else kind of thing. I get it. Like, But the part that I do grade love hard on that one is um, it's only second down like you have another down after that. And so I get the the part I'm okay with it is you're throwing into the end zone, but at the same time, it's not a great read and you're a little late on the throw. So whether, you, and honestly, at, that's a play where he, I think he could have run out his right B gap. And honestly, that's one where I'm like, just take the like three to four yards that are there. And maybe you get lucky and you juke or break a tackle and you get the first down or something like that. But that's that was one where it's like, live for another down. And I mean, and who knows, maybe you kick the field goal even because you do have all three of your timeouts and stuff. But you, you couldn't not get points on that drive is basically where I grade love on that one. And at the same time, it's like Watson, do something like and uh, and well, I and I was it... just,
1: I was just yeah. gonna say, Trey, you've been doing a great job of like backing your brother. I understand you got to have your brother's back on that, and you have the experience playing football and whatever. I'm talking Trey Watson, but I, I mean, I'm not gonna say your brother's been complete ass because he hasn't. You know, he's struggled with things, but he he's also done some good. Yeah, but he's also, and I kind of agree with. Wendell Ferrara, where he's play, you know, he's 6'4, but he's playing like he's 5'10. You know, he needs to fight a little bit more on some of those balls. He needs to, and how many times have we seen so far this year level hit him right on the hands and he'll just drop it? I think yeah. he just did. I think he had a one or two of them just today where it hit him right smack the, on the hands and he
0: just that kind of third down it. on the second drive hit him right in the he was thinking about what he was going to do to try and get the first down and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I mean, we we see people joke on Twitter about how DeAndre Hopkins has done the um the the buckle up celebration like three or four times this season because he's broken up interceptions, uh, right. interceptable <laughs> passes and stuff. It's like, yeah, like, it, yeah, just like make a play at the ball kind of thing. And you know, because that one, it's um he let Peterson just go and tip the ball back in bounds kind of thing. And it's like that, that just can't happen. Um, you're a professional, like some, you gotta make some, whether you end up with the catcher, it ends up on the ground. It cannot end up in a tip drill interception and stuff. And like I said, they're, I say they're pretty equal kind of thing because yeah, it's, it's just a bummer that, um, they, they came up with no points and that's, um, You know, it looked like they were going to have a successful day in the red zone. You go down there and you get a touchdown on the first drive. um, And then they kind of come up empty on the last few um, opportunities. You know, they go – I think they were like one for five in the red zone today, um, (laughs) including the the desperation throw at the end of the game. But, I mean, it was good to see them move the ball the whole game, not just for a half, not just for a quarter. And that's where the bulk of my grade for love goes is, you know – we said it in the preview, this Pittsburgh secondary isn't anything to write home about, especially with no Mick Fitzpatrick, but that front seven is legit. And it was good to see him um, stand tall in the pocket, deliver throws that were on platform and on time. But also, you know, he had a couple where he had to step up around pressure, make throws across his body and things like that. And I thought, you know, there's a couple throws that he probably would have liked to have back, um, but then... The two that I, other than the interceptions that I think of are, um the, ironically, they're the throw right before his two touchdown passes. So, I mean, he did kind of get them back, but you know, the, the first one he probably did have, um he probably did have Watson on the crosser in the red zone and he feels pressure in his um, coming up in his face a little bit. And he tries to just sort of throw it around the defender and he sails a little over Watson's face uh, uh, down in the deep red zone. And then the second one, he's probably like three to six inches high on that throw on the deep out to Wicks. The thing I said on Twitter is I don't know if Wicks is running a comeback or an out. And depending on which one he is, he it's either Wicks is right. And Jordan is totally wrong or Jordan's a little wrong and Wicks ran the route wrong. So, um, but then you know, the very next play, he comes back and throws an absolute seed. On um, you know, he drops the he drops the ball in the bucket to uh, Dobbs for the first touchdown, and then his second touchdown throw, he throws a deep pass in stride to Reed um, on a deep over route, and so I thought overall it was a really good game from Love. Um, had some bad drops from Aaron Jones, and of course Aaron Jones catches the one he should drop at the end of the game, um, so. You know he ends he ends up at what is it twenty one for forty but overall I thought that you know that completion percentage doesn't tell the story I thought he had a really good game today Um, and 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 like
1: you just said though it's really hard to knock him when the reason why you went you know less than fifty or you know little over fifty percent is because your guys are dropping it I mean if they could take the drops out of it. Your his completion percentage is probably a little bit higher, but they combine all that stuff and it looks worse than what it actually is. So, you know, I just I, I'm happy for the most part what what I saw yeah. from him uh, outside of a couple of yeah. issues. I also have to say the offensive line. I, I know I'm going to get probably uh, tweeted or whatever or yelled at for this, but I thought the offensive line held up pretty good. You know. They, they may not have been the best. The run game wasn't great, and I know Andy was pointing out certain things about, you know, like John Runyon Jr. and stuff like that. But I thought they kept Jordan pretty clean for the most part. I, I think there yeah. was only really, what, the one sack? Now, obviously, he had to get rid of a couple of them because he got pressured, but other than that, I mean, he looked like Honestly, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm comparing the two, but he looked like Rodgers back there with how much time he was having to throw the ball on a lot of those plays.
0: Yeah, A couple of like the throw to Reed, he um definitely, you know, I I think a couple weeks ago the touchdown throw to Reed, he might bail the pocket and you know try and run for it or something like that. But it's good to see him stand in there and deliver a um a very good pass and. Today was his best um deep ball game for the whole season. I know he had a couple he'd probably like to have back. The one to Dobbs, he probably wants to get that one outside a little bit, but I think Dobbs probably lost that one in the sun, too. But I mean, he threw a couple really good deep shots to uh, Musgrave. Um they you know he and Luke he and Luke finally connected on a couple of those. That was really great to see. Um, obviously he had the big touchdown to read, he had the big pass late to read, which Honestly, was probably a little bit lucky. I, I think what he was trying to do on that play is step up in the pocket and then push the ball on a deep a deep corner to kind of hit um, Reed as he's splitting the two safeties. But because Love gets contact as he's releasing the ball, it comes out a little bit like a duck, and um, Reed sees the ball the whole way, and the safeties don't. And he adjusts, he flattens his route out to catch the ball, and gets to the sideline and gets out of bounds to save time. So. Um, but yeah, love was just kind of letting it fly today. And like we've been saying it for the last month, I think there's been too much made of uh, not too much made, but there was too many um, cooks in the kitchen this off season with, Oh, make this tweak, make this, uh, th- make this technical tweak, make this one, make this one. It's like at some point just throw the damn ball and get it out there. And I, it, I thought his deep passes looked more crisp today too. Cause I, I know sometimes his have a little bit of a wobble to him over the part early part of the season, And it was nice to just see him throwing a nice tight spiral down the field again. So, good game from Love. And, like you said, the O line, there were some struggles in the run game, especially it looked like when um, Jones was trying to run the ball. But I thought in pass pro overall, they did pretty well. Um, I mean, against that front, like you said, the only sack was one where, and I know it goes on Tom's, it goes on Zach Tom's ledger, and it's TJ Watt who gets the sack, which, yeah. Oh, of course, that's gonna sit well with Packer fans, but yeah, um, that was more of a combination. So it was decent coverage combined with um the Cam Hayward got interior push. So um, because Tom actually pushed Watt past the pocket, but Love couldn't step up to escape and you know, get you know, go run up the field and stuff. So um it it was so close to being a clean gain by the O line, but um Overall, in pass pro they um they they looked pretty good and they did some good stuff on the move today. Um, I know Runyan had the bad miss on um he had the bad miss on that screen pass to Jones down in the red zone. But like you said, overall it was a um it was a better game from the old line than I think a lot of them will get credit for. Everyone's gonna look at the um the negatives. And then um this was a you know I don't I don't think it's gonna come from the Packers, but this is a game that AJ Dylan can his agent can point to and say, like, yeah, this is the actualized AJ Dillon that you can hope to get. You know, he had a 40-yard run and he had some good uh, receptions and stuff. So, um... yeah, I know. But it you
1: still can't say, well, look how shiny and bright he's doing today and then look at the rest of the year and, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. as, As the saying goes, you know, polish a turd, it's still a turd. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just saying
0: from an agent's point of view, and like I said, I wouldn't, I, I don't think it'll be in Green Bay, but um, it's, I think this is one that it's, it's just good for AJ to have a game like today, and it's, it's a bummer that like two of his best games on the season have come in dumb losses, so um, but I'm happy for him to have some good, good tape well, on the see, reel and there's season. another
1: reason why you don't feed Dylan because every time he has a good game, <laughs> the
0: Packers just crap the bed. Ah. Uh... But overall, I thought Lafleur called a good game. I thought he was aggressive. Um, like I said, the, the whole idea in this game is that Pittsburgh's secondary wasn't great. And if you can block up their front, you're going to be able to have opportunities to make plays. And um, Love was good to connect on those. And, um, t- you know, some people were like, why are we throwing a double pass to get the ball to um, – aaron jones on the one that he dropped at the open of the, it was gonna I, work like it, was, it was work yeah so and and john or er, john don'tavion wicks couldn't have handed the ball to jones in a better spot it hit him right between the two threes on his jersey and i i couldn't believe that he dropped it so yeah i'm uh, not
1: sure what happened there but it was i, I don't know if Jones was thrown off because it was coming at him (laughs) left-handed maybe I don't know (laughs) I I know that that through and and I know it's weird to say but I've heard people talk about that before where when the ball comes from a left-handed quarterback it's a little bit different than when you're used to somebody throwing right-handed all your
0: life yeah the the thing that and I don't know how much it would affect him in on that one is um the ball will tail the ball naturally because of physics the ball will tail to the side of the thrower but in that case because wicks is left-handed it should be taking jones upfield but that's the only thing i can really think of he threw us pretty tight spiral to him so um yeah it's just a bummer because i thought i agree it it was yeah
1: it was a well uh played it was a well orchestrated play had jones caught it we're first yeah he, he at least might, gets yeah. the first
0: and he, he probably could be gone because he had the block set up yeah so and that you know I, I don't so. you know everyone's jumping on the floor this season but and you know we you and i kind of touched on it on an earlier pod but i don't feel like he's caught enough trick plays this season because he and hasn't. i know that i know that part of it is you know it's a super secret thing you don't you can't overdo them or they lose effectiveness but Everyone he's called, including that one and the, you know, the one on against the Saints when Love slipped and you know he, the the throwish the throw back to him was, was short and he slipped on the turf. They've all worked or they would have worked. So it's yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I could go for two. Some a game. of them ha- and some of them have worked. Look at the yeah. one uh, last week with Musgrave where it was the double, uh, yeah, double uh, play action. I mean, that worked perfectly. Other than, you know, Musgrave wanting to go down by getting touched by a finger. But, you know, I have to give him props. He's, he's been getting better. I'm really hoping that they'll start getting Tucker Craft involved a little bit. Because, I, like I've said for the last few weeks, uh, when we've kind of touched on him, he's going to be your bowling ball guy. He's going to be the one that's going to take it short, but extend it out because he's going to run over people. I I don't know if he's just not showing in practice. I don't know if they're just trying to make him a blocker. I I don't know what's going on, but they really need to kind of integrate him more, especially, especially after the game
0: Josiah DeGuarra had today. I know. I think a part of it is because they haven't run the ball as well. They're not in their bigger pack, you know, their bigger personnel packages like we were You know, we were, I, I thought that they would come into the season and live in, you know, 12 and 22, you know, with DeGuara as the fullback and stuff. But like you said, I don't know if you need to start getting craft fullback snaps or whatever, but, um, or they
1: got that Ben Sims who has yeah, been a
0: pretty solid uh, blocker. Yeah. You know, so, throw
1: him in there.
0: Yeah. And so, um, I, I do think we're moving towards that. I think a good sign that we're moving towards that is the fact that Musgrave's targets were all down the field today. We didn't see any, you know, his shortest one was that, um, that third down play in the red zone. And I, I know some people are like, oh, like he forced it in there. I don't think Elandian Roberts was supposed to be there. I'm pretty sure if you ask the Steelers about that play 12 times out of 10, Roberts is supposed to be dropping under Dobbs's route. And I don't have the, the, um, The illegal all twenty two, so I can't say this for sure. But I'm pretty sure law abiding. Damn it! (laughs) I'm poor and I don't have connections. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure Roberts is supposed to drop to the hook. So, um, and that's why Dobbs looks so open is because Roberts isn't where he's expected or supposed to be, and instead he's there to bangle the ball out of Musgrave at you know at, at the sticks. So, um, but. Overall, just good to see that Musgrave is being used the quote-unquote right way um, as a downfield threat where it's not as big of a deal that he trips over his own feet as long as he's catching the ball. Um, but, yeah, I think – and I agree with you. It, it's time to see more of crap We did see – you know, he caught a slant today, and I think that they are, you know, slowly going to move him to a more – I don't want to say prominent role, but um, especially as Jones is healthier and Dylan is running better – I think you're going to see both of them get utilized more in the passing game because they'll be on the field for run plays more. So that's definitely one to stick a pin in, but it, it was good to see Kraft get something of a bone thrown his way today. But um, from the side of the ball that we are tickled by to the side of the ball that we got exactly what he expected, <laughs> honestly, probably worse. <laughs> well,
1: it it's definitely Jair's got to get out there somehow, or they've got to bring somebody in that can, I, I mean, uh, Carrington was all right, and I, I have to say the secondary looked okay for the most yeah. part. The run defense was atrocious, like we've said for the longest time, and I was worried about that when we did our preview of the game. That if they just do nothing but feed Najee and 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 Warren, Warren. they're they're just gonna friggin feast. And I, I was trying to look it up real quick just to see what the totals were. Warren had 101. Najee had 82 rushing yards.
0: So Najee was went the over with 5.1 yards per carry.
1: Yeah. So I mean, even Kenny Pickett went four for 16. Yeah. So I that was killer. And like I said, outside of a few things, the secondary held up a little bit. I mean, they only allowed. 126 passing yards without any touchdowns. So I mean they held up but there was no run support from them either. Once they got outside of the front seven, you know, they were they were feasting. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, a safety thing, I don't know if that's a cornerback thing, you know, Carrington uh, other than being a pretty solid uh pass defender isn't much for physicality in a way. So, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little bit of Jair to him where they, you know, you can put him in a corner or, you know, on a side of the field and say, here, this is yours. But then when it comes to tackling, it's a little of a mixed bag. And I, I, I know he's a good story and I know he was all right, but I just don't think Corey Ballantyne is the answer for that other, so I, I wonder if that Rochelle just hasn't picked up enough of the playbook to to get in there to do anything. But, and, and then the safety play.
0: I, I don't know. Did Anthony Johnson Jr. get any play time today? I don't think so. I, yeah. Um, I'll never be able to understand why that decision was made. Um, you know, Ford might be back another season, but Owens probably isn't. And, even if he is, you don't want him starting. So using snaps on him is just a waste of time. Uh, like I said, right now on the active roster, there's only two guys you want getting safety snaps. That's Ford and Johnson for different reasons. Ford out of necessity, and Johnson because you need to figure out, you know, how how many safeties you got to pick next year. So um, I thought it was a I thought it was a pointless waste and. Um, you know, and like, I have it in the notes here, the, the quarterback situation is nothing but an excuse for Barry in the post game comments as to why he played so light in the box, so soft in coverage because, Oh, we had young guys and, you know, Deontay Johnson and, um, George Pickens are explosive, you know, passing game threats. And we did see a little bit of that. Um, but. Yeah. And in the three
1: games that he's played in, he's seen a total of 66 snaps, (laughs) which is only 35% of the time. Yep. And and like you said, you know, and you've been on it all year that a lot of the guys that they have in the safety room right now are just special teams guys. They're and backups, you know, guys that you might rotate in when your starters need uh, a breath or two. But you got to get him out there, get him playing, let him do something. Because Jonathan Owens, yeah, you feel good story. Simone Biles' husband, blah blah blah, whatever is just not there. And, and and Rudy Ford is you know just a guy, and and Dalen Levitt, I don't ever want to see him playing safety snaps. And do we even know if Zane Anderson is a real person or not? So <laughs> I. They they got to do something. Get Anthony Johnson Jr. out there. Call up Benny Sapp. Do whatever you got to do. Just did they even use practice squad call ups again this
0: week? No, they didn't. Um, the the only thing they did was they signed gains to the active roster. Um, so no no elevation this week. Um, which is like you. I, I know what you're getting at. It's kind of funky when you you're short corners and stuff. So. And then I think Rochelle is fine, but he did come up lame a little bit on one of the punt coverage units. So um, yeah, but they
1: really yeah. only used him as special teams. I didn't see yeah. him really out there no. as a so I mean they mainly relied on uh Carrington, Nixon,
0: and Ballantyne. Yep. So I just so, they they got I, do I don't I, I don't I don't try to understand what Barry is doing anymore. I, I just know that it's probably not the right thing. At this point in time, so I I just don't even bother to ask the question of why. <laughs> it I just know that you know it'll just make me frustrated or upset. So I mean, and the run this is defense.
1: Your... I mean, you have it right here in your notes that you know you refuse to play bigger personnel versus a pit team that wanted to run the ball. That's the thing right there. You have a big ass guy on the practice squad in Jonathan Ford. You know the only thing that they're going to be able to do is run on you. Throw their asses out there. Make it three down linemen. Fuck, throw four down linemen out there. Run a 4-3 on them. Confuse the hell out of them. Don't just, oh, well, you know, we're going to let them have their yards. Look what happened. You lost the damn game. To a team that's worse than you. Well, not, like, they're worse than the Packers, but not by... uh they have
0: more wins than the Packers do. Yep. Yep. It's just kind of shake your head. Yeah. Um, The the only other note I have that we haven't kind of gone over is um, Devondre. He had a chance to really flip the script in this game. And I I don't think he understands how he didn't get a Like he didn't get a hand on that throw to the flat because He was right there, and I think the ball just went right between his hands on that one. So, well, and you don't have
1: in our notes either, but we really need to talk about it how the refs really messed up today because that was another play that really flipped the script on the Packers. Even if they said he could, Rashawn couldn't advance the ball, they still had possession of it. They were still at like the five or 10 yard line. Yeah. You're
0: still at least coming away with three points. It was bad. And, like, I I don't understand. Like, I saw Sterator try to break it down and stuff. But I was like, you don't need to. And it, you don't even need to rely on the camera angle or anything. Just look where uh, you can see where – because Pickett kind of sidearms it. You can see where the ball is in his hand as he's throwing it. And you can see where it hits the ground. <laughs> and it's the same yard line. And, uh, and I'm like, that's the whole point. It's not even that it's not going backwards. A lateral – is sideways if it's not going an inch forward, it's a lateral and it's a fumble. So uh, and the the part that irritates the shit out of me is that you see these plays where a pat the a the D-lineman bats a ball back at the quarterback, and it's blatant that the ball got thrown forward and it gets batted back at the quarterback, and then the ref doesn't blow a whistle, so someone has to go like two guys are like. Do I pick it up? Do I? And then they wait for someone to like run someone else over, and then they're like, "Oh no no no! It was incomplete." Like, and it's like, and then you blow that one dead immediately. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> so, I,
1: I don't know. I just, I, I'm getting kind of tired of the referee play uh, calls in the game anymore. We had it last week with the the offensive offsides, and and it seems like every week there's some kind of play where well we're putting an emphasis on this or they have to like talk out their ass to explain why it didn't get called the way it should have been called yep yeah, it's uh,
0: it's frustrating but sometimes
1: it makes you miss the the uh oh what they call them the uh the fail Mary riffs, the uh <laughs> replacement riffs. Because at least uh, they would have most likely called it a friggin'
0: uh, backwards pass. Yeah, yeah. I just and the the weird thing is is that whatever it was, like I forget how long ago it was, but there was that point in time where it was literally in the competition committee's rules that it was like, if there's a turnover looking play, let it play out, kind of thing, and like we'll fix it on replay. And we've seen Green Bay get screwed over on that kind of call because, like, it was um, the Detroit Monday Night game from 2019 where um, the refs were like, "Oh, it, he might have been short of the end zone, but oh, you know what? Let's just call it a touchdown and we'll get it on. Um, we'll get it on replay. We, you know, we don't think it was a touchdown, but let's just give it to him and we'll we'll overturn it on replay. And then you're like, "Oh shit, there's no good replay angle." And so, and it was kind of like that where it's like, it, I mean, this is the opposite of that, but it's like. I I, w- I have a hard time believing that they would have overturned this one if they had let it play out as a fumble and let Rashan score. And yeah, I but I also don't think that. And that's the thing too is like everyone's like, okay, like you didn't overturn it. Why the hell did you call it? It's it's a call stands. If you say that, it's like like yeah, forward and backwards passes. That one, to me, I was like, it either has to be confirmed or it's overturned. I don't understand how it stands because it's like you have all these different camera angles that you, oh, like we're the NFL and we have a billion dollar industry. And, you know, we don't want to do certain things with the ball and certain things with camera angles because we have all these other ones. And it's like you geniuses can't put together. You have yard markers. And like I said, pick it literally through the ball on one yard marker, like hash. And the ball hit the ground next to another one. And they're the same one. And that's a that's the definition of a lateral. And that's a fumble. So, yeah, it it's a load of crock. And, yeah, when he's like, oh, it stands is called. I was like, so you cowards didn't want to do anything. And why are you here? Like, seriously.
1: Right. And, you know, they they try to tell us to listen to the the words that are coming out of the ref's mouth when it comes to. Because if it's confirmed, then it means they saw it plain as day on the replay that that's how it happened. If it's overturned, that means they saw it plain as day on the uh, on the replay that that's how it happened. But if it's called, it, it like you said, uh, called as uh, stands as called, that means they didn't see anything to overturn it or confirm it. And then for them to co- say, you know, call as stands as called means they, they didn't have definite proof. Well that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. I, I like, wish they I, I think I kind of that's why I kinda like the uh the XFL rules in a way because the office is watching every play. If there's a question the New York can say, all right, we're taking a look at this. Yeah. Maybe that's something the NFL needs to start. Well, not if Gene Steratore in charge of it because he's been pulling shit out of his ass just to make excuses on why his refs got it right. But, you know, if the refs can't do it on the field,
0: somebody's got to do it. Well, and then that's another one is that I think is really stupid is that when it's the – and I don't know if they – but I remember there was a point where New York would help if it was the two, you know, the um, the two minute, the two minute window ones, where it was the automatic booth review, but then if it was the standard coaches challenge, it was all on the rare. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's changed or what. But I was like, why do you do it differently? Like, what? what but yeah, the same thing like Joe Barry's defense. There's only so many things I can yell into the ether about refs and why they make the, te- the decisions they do. All I can say is my dad, who's a Steelers fan, he texted me and he's like, I thought that bonehead threw a fumble. Like, he, got, <laughs> he just outright said, we got away with one. I thought that idiot threw it backwards. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, he did. They just at least call I have it that, that way. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, it, we've been saying it not much to say about the defense because, and I tweeted it points allowed is no longer a good representation of defensive play because you just played three of the worst offenses in the NFL. Well, three out of your last four games were against the worst offenses of the NFL. The fourth one, the opponent only didn't score more because the quarterback broke something in the middle of the game. <laughs> and, and so, and in the time he was playing, he could do anything while he was sitting on the can and wiping his ass, and he could have gotten it out of our defense. So, yeah. And it only gets worse from here because next week they're going to play a pissed-off Chargers team who just couldn't beat um, the Lions. <laughs> yeah, good and luck Then you stuffing. got the Lions, and then yeah. you got
1: Minnesota who seems to found you know gold or out Chiefs of the trash. first room. and
0: then Minnesota. Yeah, Right. Yeah.
1: And you know, Josh Dobbs looked pretty good, even though he doesn't know who the hell he's throwing
0: to. Or, God forbid, God forbid Barry has to account for a passing game and the running quarterback. Yeah, it's gonna be all kinds of ugly over the next month. And the only thing I can say is that the offense looked like I said, this was the seventh ranked DV by DVOA defense in the league. So it was good to see Love show some um, improvement, show some progress and things that are, you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff he did this week, it was repeatable. It wasn't unsustainable play. It's things that he can do on a week to week basis. So um, that, that was good to see from the offense again. Going from one disappointing unit to a unit that had a disappointing day, the special teams and I have it in the notes. <laughs> I don't know how much I'm joking and how much I'm serious. Is Rich Passaccia a used car salesman? <laughs> like <laughs> The blocked field goal, one, why is Josiah DeGuar your wing blocker? <laughs> what was he doing? Nothing. He, he did the exact same thing there. as Tyler Lancaster in the, play- the last playoff game this team had. He did nothing.
1: i i mean i kept i I think it was andy herman that posted the clip he was just standing there
0: you know not hear the
1: snap did he not hear the not see the guy running at him (laughs) but
0: like and the thing with that is you know it was a terrible effort because the guy didn't block it with his fingertip or his hand or his arm he blocked it with his gut like it wasn't even one I... that, like, oh, maybe if Anders kicked it hard enough, it would have gone through kind of thing. He kicked it right into the guy's belly. Like, it... if I was a decision-maker, he'd be off the team. He wouldn't even have been allowed back on the plane going back to Green Bay. It's been a bad year. And, like, like I thought I thought that, you know, there was a chance that he would have more uses this year because we'd seen Love throw to Deguara more in the past. We'd seen them utilize him in different ways than they did with Rodgers. And he's just come up total as a total dud this season. It, it's been rough, and even even Dusty Evely, is like he's he's tried to scour plays to find things where deguara is doing a good job, and even he's kind of admitted like they're far and few between. It's hard to like watch him on film because a lot of the stuff like Dusty was kind of saying he's like the 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 explanations he's giving is like. Maybe someone else messed up a block before, but at the end of the day, you gotta just hit somebody. And on that one, it's like it's there's it's a simple operation as a blocker on us on the on the field goal protection team. Check your inside gap, block the guy outside of you. And he did neither. So yeah. I like
1: I said, it, it's the whole you ain't got to go home, but you gotta get the hell out of here. Cause I, I'm <laughs> just I I I don't know what what that was, but he's not doing his job on offense. He's not doing his job on special teams. What what's is he you know given? Well, I I won't be that nasty on the podcast. Yeah, but um, it's bad.
0: I, it's bad. It like yeah, I know where you're there's going. There's got to be
1: somebody on the practice squad that is going to play a hell of a lot better than he does. Pearson. <laughs> There you
0: go. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. <laughs> and he can at least play the fullback position. Or like you said, I, uh, I don't know if it's because they're, you know, I, not, I don't want to say, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's because they're rookies and they don't want to like overload, especially Craft in his case, where he's coming from a lower competition level of competition in college. But I think this is the point where there's a divide and it's like, okay, Craft you're the inline blocker sims you're gonna get some reps there but you're gonna get fullback reps like and you know, in the offseason you cross train those two to overlap and stuff but like he yeah the is giving you zilch everywhere and stuff well and you and- just
1: said it henry pearson's on the practice squad why not friggin' use a call up on him and and see what you got if he can at least perform better than josiah Boot Josiah's ass out the door and sign him to the fifty-three. Yep, you're all for this youth movement. Start doing it.
0: Yep. So that—that's but... where
1: you got to kind of question whether. Uh, I won't put it on Gutikuns because Gutikuns has to go off of what the coaches say. That's where you got to kind of question whether Matt Lafleur can judge
0: talent. I think I think Deguara falls into that bin of, and I kind of just went the other way. I was explaining it is like Deguara is in the bin of they kept him because you at least in theory have a singular position locked down on your offense, and you can slot the rookies Musgrave into the split, and you're sometimes in line, but mostly split out tight end. Craft is mostly your in line tight end, and Sims is in line and who knows, might be getting more fullback snaps. But, you know, that's the thing with rookies is that, you know, and like I did in the article I wrote, it's like you're you're playing this weird game of catch-up where it's like you're trying to run as many plays as you can, but you can only run the plays your guys actually know how to run. And so to kind of um, skew that offset into your advantage, you kind of say like, okay, you're going to play this position, you're going to play this position, you want you to learn the whole playbook, but you learn this section of it first, and then you start to fill in the blanks as you go kind of thing. And I think that's a big part of why the is on the team. Um, I know they're going to say that's why
1: position though. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: I I said, it's in
1: theory, it's in theory. So, well, you know, I'm not a scientist by no means, but usually when there's a, a, a spot in the theory that doesn't work you remove that spot and try to insert something else into it
0: <laughs> and like i said we saw craft get more like we saw craft get split out today and stuff so i'm hoping that he's getting more varied opportunities on offense and hopefully sims will get more and like you said who knows maybe pearson gets a call up pretty soon because yeah whatever that was from josiah it that was not good it, he was a definitive net negative today Um Rest of the special teams, um, Anders was good on the rest of his kicks. Uh, I, and this is another one on Bisaccia. I have no idea what the hell they were doing on kickoffs today. Pittsburgh was – I don't know. And I don't know what the weather – I missed the um the, the the pre-kickoff weather report and stuff. So I don't know if it was like a super windy day. But Loves – and even Pickett's deep throws didn't look like they were being affected by anything. So I have no idea why both, um, both kickers were kicking short. But – Anders, kick it down the middle if you're doing it. Don't, you know, that was like, even Ryan Wood said it like, okay, you got bailed out on the first one because the thing rolled into the end zone. And then the second one, you tried it again and it went like, it. The you know, the oblong sphere bounced the other way this time. And so I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Carlson is supposedly has a leg for days. So it's like, just bang that thing through the end zone at this point, uh, especially on a day like today in Pittsburgh where, like I said, I don't know if it was – but I didn't think it was a super windy day. It was a nice November day in Pittsburgh. Just boot that thing out the end zone and don't give up free yardage there. So, I didn't care for that. I thought Whelan was fine today. Same thing as usual. We can't really grade that until we see bad weather for him. Um I thought the coverage units had some funky moments. I know that one of the returns got called back for penalty, but I thought some of the kickoff, it was a little – little loose in terms of their lane uh integrity and stuff so like i, know, I said my that's boy their...
1: christian welch looked pretty good today oh so. he looked good
0: no he had <laughs> he had a couple of nice hits in coverage but um there are a couple where um where if they weren't kicking down the middle that it it looked like they had some loose um responsibility as you know assignment assuredness out of their coverage guys so i know that they've got a few more like they they've had to either um elevate guys who are more special teams players or they've churned some of those guys but come on rich like you're supposed to be this whiz kid not kid but you know you're supposed to be a genius special teams coordinator and your unit has fallen off this season you know they were like kind of average last season and then this season uh, they've been kind of disappointing overall the, the only good is that Nixon looks like he's starting to get a better read of who his blockers are. and I thought he was well taking it. I, I thought that one he had. I know. It. And he just got tripped up by like the only guy who could probably catch him on the field. So, but I mean, two weeks in a row that you're like, I, I think they eventually made it a 49 yard return. But, you know, he, he averaged the hundred on two returns in between two games and had another, a couple other nice ones. So, um, yeah, it's he, he's getting close, like you said. I, I think that um we're we're gonna see him pop one pretty soon to uh to before the season is over. But anything else on today's game, Joe? Anything else stood out to you?
1: Uh yeah. Zach Tom, you need to kinda keep your head down a little bit.
0: <laughs> um I think he's I only going to get fined, but I know it's, it's a little, but Hey, I, I get it. It, it was a, he battled his ass off today and and some people making comments about that. I was like, eh, somebody's showing that they give a damn. So,
1: but well, yeah. yeah,
0: he, but you know, you saw
1: where you were on the field. You, you got to kind of watch those. Cause you know, you're going to get called for it. You know, you're going to cause a scrum with it. Just kind of relax. Go with the flow. I know you're frustrated. I know it sucked. But we saw what happened to Quay last year when, you know, things started getting a little too hot. You can't let that stuff happen. And hopefully that coach or whoever it was is okay because he took a nasty, nasty bump.
0: Yep. So, but on to our MVPs and LVPs. Who's your MVP for today? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I got a true one, but I've got one that I kind of laughed at. Uh, Razul Douglas, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this, <laughs> because he called out Keyshawn Nixon for not keeping his feet <laughs> down on, and that was the- another
0: one. The re- like, obviously, it would it was initially in our favor, but when I watched the replay, I was like. How did you two dingles call that an interception?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, really, I'd probably I'd probably have to go with Jordan just because I think this has been one of his better games outside of, you know, the mistakes that we were talking about. And, of course, the two interceptions. But if I have to go anybody, it's probably him.
0: And. I will go with uh, Nixon for admitting it now. <laughs> he quote tweeted Razul after the game was like, I know, I know. <laughs> but um nah, I'll go I'll go with Well actually um... if you wanted to
1: bounce off of mine go with Casey Harryward because he oh! he, <laughs> he did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Razul said, you know, you gotta keep your feet in bounds and then Casey read uh re quote. And said, "For real, bro? (laughs) Yeah." And
0: then I think, I think, I think Nixon was like, "I know, I know." (laughs) So, but um, yeah, you know what? Jordan deserves, Jordan deserves double MVP this week. I I thought this was, especially you know, you consider what he did against the Rams last week, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, but you know, the Rams defense was still playing; they still had NFL players. There's still Aaron Donald, and like I said." I know that this Pittsburgh defense isn't, you know, you know, there's a definite talent gradient when you go from the first level to the, the third level of their defense, but he navigated, you know, he, he was cool in the pocket. He navigated some um, traffic in the backfield and made some great plays out of there. Um, I, yeah. like, And I think I had the team for like five drops. So you take that, you take the five drops out of there. Um, he's 21 for 35 Um, and that, you know, it's not great, but it's 60%. And then he had like three or four throwaways where he just kind of, the only one that I kind of wish he tried on was he had one where he was rolling to his left and he had Dobbs and Dobbs had some separation. I kind of wanted him to try and thread that one. It wouldn't have even been threading it in there, but I kind of wanted him to give Dobbs a chance on that one just because could have picked up a first down there or, you know, at worst case you throw it like kind of like Rogers did to Jordy that one time where it's like 2 yards out of bounds and it's like he has a chance at it or no one does it's one of those kind of plays so I would have liked to see Jordan take that chance on that play but otherwise I think his play today deserves a lot of a lot of praise a lot of credit and um it was good to see him stack two really good games even though the final stats aren't going to reflect that so um Jordan love MVP LVP <laughs> Which one out of the, the bad toy bin are you going to pick today, Joe? Joe
1: Barry, just because of this constant lack of run defense. Um, I, I really have to say that this Greg Williams pickup has been pretty solid for the Packers with the with the secondary, but it doesn't help when your run defense won't do a thing. And now the teams are, not just now, they've known it for a while, but teams can know that they're not going to be able to pass very well. So we're just going to run the, run the ball down your throat. I mean, when the Steelers are getting almost 200 yards between two running backs, you know, there's an issue. So, and of course the last couple weeks they had looked good against the run and now we go out and get a dud of a game out of them. And I, I honestly believe if they could have held the run today they could have shut him out like they did the Rams last week because yep. they weren't getting I mean they had some pop plays from the passing game, but they would have they, there'd been no chance for them if they would have been able to stop the run.
0: yeah, I agree it, um it, yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with Aaron Jones um not solely for the one at the end of it, but you're you're the best player on offense and you had three terrible plays in the passing game that just um, let your team down at the worst. You know, he had the drop in the flat on the love throw. He had the drop on the Wicks um, the Wicks throwback screen, and then he caught the one he should have dropped. And, and then he compounded it by not just ducking out of bounds. And um, from your best play- – I'm not even going to say he is the best player on this offense. You can't have a day like that. you, you got to be better. So um, – Aaron Jones, hopefully the last time he'll ever be the LVP for this team because they he is a special talent and he is so good. And, yeah, I just expect better from him. But, Joe, any other final notes on this one for you or we pretty much touched all the bases on this one? We hit everything,
1: um, but I, I, I do want to say that you know, people need to uh, have been really receptive of your latest article over on ohanapackers.org. Uh, they've been complimenting the hell out of it. Uh Matt on Hey, We Like Your Pod even called it out. So, you know, like I've been telling people, this isn't the only good article you've done. You've put out a lot of them so far, but this is the one that's really took off the the top on things.
0: So, you know, just more things to come that's all absolutely I got no thank you yeah definitely more things to come little programming note: so we're gonna switch up um it won't be the two of us on our pro our pre-game uh opponent preview pod for this week i will be going on with um at least tyler Schoon of the guilty as charged podcast um to preview the los angeles Chargers as they come into lambo field for the week 11 game so uh, that'll be releasing on its usual day, uh, Thursday, for our preview pod. But a little bit of a different, the um, two, a uh, little bit different um, hosts on that show. But just getting that out there. And yep, um, the Packers fall to three and six. But honestly, this is one of those, um, I don't want to even say feel good, but it's one of those. Like I said, it it tickles your tickles your mind a little bit about what could be in a good way on offense. A um, lot of things to build off of. Um, a lot of things and the things that went wrong most for the most part are things we expected to go wrong so um it was good to see jordan kind of step up his game this week and sooner or later he's going to get one of i mean he has one uh the saints game and uh, sooner or later he's going to get another one under his belt so i i have full confidence in that but that's going to do it for us for our game recap of the steelers the steelers and packers game for week 10 uh, we want to thank you for watching the show. Please give us a follow on Twitter. I am at Kawano Mike. Joe is at Iowa underscore Joe 86. The podcast is at Ohana underscore Packers, as Joe pointed out. Um, please go to our website, ohanapackers.org. We have um, different pages with all of our the streams, the recorded streams of our podcast episodes, and um, a page with all of our blog posts between me, Joe, Um, our guest writers, Joey Van Zumeren, And we have a couple more who will be joining us along the way. Um, Hopefully sooner than later, we're just trying to iron out the the final kinks on those. Um, Please follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting apps. Please give us a subscription, a like, and even if you're not liking what you're hearing, please give us uh, feedback comments. We really do appreciate those. We want to make sure that we are touching on the topics that you guys want to hear about, but, like I said, that's going to do it for us. The Packers are now in three and six, uh, also sixth in the draft rankings. But hey, the Jets just lost to the Raiders today, so they fell to four and four, and that helps that second round pick we're going to get from them. But um, that's going to do it for us. We say mahalo and aloha.